Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153, and Coors. Forty-five to seven. That is the final from Notre Dame Stadium over Wake Forest. I'm Jim Rosari. It's the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Um, let's see here. Uh, senior day, of course. A lot of you know, a lot of uh, emotion going on as far as senior day goes. Also. A fairly substantial news day as far as uh, as far as Notre Dame football goes as well. We'll uh, we'll get into that in as we uh, make our way through. Joining me, of course, as always, is Reggie Brooks. Reggie, your thoughts as you uh, as you come out of that game? Um, it was a definitely uh, it start off. Notre Dame started off a little slow, but mm-hmm. um, definitely finished strong. Uh, I will say. Uh, Again, the defense continues to play at a high level. I'm still I still have concerns about, you know, offensively our guard and center play. Mm-hmm. Um again, they they they're still struggling a bit. Um uh, but it was good to see Audric uh get over the 100 yard mark again this year and just just watching them, you know, again, there's a lot of emotion that goes into this last game, last home game. Um Sam Sam is definitely <laughs> made a move forward, a step forward. But, again, he was still late with a few balls. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he just has to you know, get that confidence back, not only in himself, but also in his receivers. So, defensively, the uh, guy that jumped out to me was J.D. Bertrand. This young man, can, you know, he's been doing it all year. It was good to see him really get after it and one of the you know, best pass-rushing linebackers I've seen in a while. Yeah, the uh, the defense, really the defense, it, it kind of saved their bacon at, at, at certain points. Uh, you know, they uh, you know forced the uh, forced the false start on that uh, fourth down that they were going to uh, go for, and that you know ultimately resulted in a touchback. And that's when the Irish went on a, a uh, an eighty yard drive, I believe, right after that, uh, all the way for a touchdown. So, you know, little things like that. You know, it's it's the little things that add up like that, uh, as far as the defense goes. That uh, that they just continue to to hit really well, and then you know, block punt. So get to see one of those. That's always fun. Uh, yeah. And uh, and Xavier Watts, you know, Johnny on the spot there. Uh, Jean Baptiste with the uh, with the uh, with the block itself. So uh, yeah, that was a bad kick, though. That was a very yeah. Low. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest kick in the world. I, I, no, I, I will agree with you on that. He, he didn't but, have uh, to do too much. He just had to get yeah. up and get a little height. 
But you, you mean you watch, you look at this game overall. Um, again, this you know we felt this is a game Notre Dame should have won, one handily. Outside of that, that um, you know, that second quarter, the end first quarter, second quarter when Wake Forest did what like three or four trick plays in one one drive. Yeah, yeah. Beyond that, you know, the defense really really held them held them down, uh, cons- held them held them down quite a bit. Yeah, really the the only. Offense that worked for Wake Forest today was those trick plays, um, yeah. you know, and that and they started going to trick plays pretty early. So that that right there is uh, is kind of a sign of of how things were going to be going today. Um, Some coach plen- would always tell us again if you, if you run when you start running trick plays, yeah. you just flinched. Right, <laughs> so exactly. they flinched extremely early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Plenty more to get to. We're just getting started here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. We've got Marcus Freeman's postgame press conference. We'll probably wind up hearing from a uh, from a player or two as well. Um, I, I would imagine they probably make Sam Hartman available, but, you know, we'll take who we could get. Um, and uh, and plenty more. We've got the uh, the Gates drive of the game. We've got the, uh, the key bank key play of the game. Everything still to come here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Ends in the game. Make it three as Holden stays. Goes in motion from left to right. Hartman drops back from the 20. Backing up. Throws to the end zone. Wide open. Touchdown. Two yards deep in the end zone was Devin Ford. The tailback slipped out of the backfield and was in the end zone all by himself. Caught a lollipop of a pass from Hartman. 54 seconds left in the first quarter. Fighting Irish League Wake Forest six to nothing. Yeah, that was uh, that was some nice touchdown making right there. Sam Hartman, twenty-one of twenty-nine, two hundred seventy-seven yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions today. Uh, Sam Hartman kind of looking like the uh, the Sam Hartman of uh, earlier this season when uh, when they were kind of you know bowling over teams that uh, that they definitely should beat. And I mean that's at least a good sign. Uh, that should be able to give them some confidence as uh, as we head into Stanford and then uh, again head into uh, head into the bowl game. You know, knock on wood. Um, Reggie, uh, let's get started with the uh, with the offense. Of course, you know Sam having a good day. Audric Estime having a good day as well, and I'm sure you're probably very happy about that. I'm just glad to see him get get his touches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, twenty two twenty two carries, hundred fifteen yards. You know, you, you know what you're getting. I would love to see more, you know, counter plays with him because when he's running downhill, mm-hmm. he's hard to stop. I mean, he, yeah. he shows it game in and game out. And, you know, again, when he, he has those struggles is usually when, you know, we're the zone player, the, that um, long mesh is they long mesh play, as they like to call it. I, I just would love to see this kid just more downhill opportunities to get get some momentum behind him because he's he's a he's a load he he has speed he definitely has the power um, so I'm I'm a fan of of Audric and would love to see you know him get more touches in in a just in, with a, with a, the play call being more of counters and less draws. Uh, Audric finished the game with his fifth career 100-yard rushing performance, 22 carries, 100, uh, 115 yards, surpassed 1,000 yards on the season, and then 2,000 yards total for his career at Notre Dame. Um, was that it as far as uh, his Notre Dame stadium history goes? 
Yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, certainly. I will eligible. say this. I gotta. I gotta give 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 uh, you know Rico Flores some props. It was good to see yes. him actually fight for the ball uh, in in this game and and being a lot more aggressive uh, going after the football because he's a he's a real talent. And it's just going to be interesting to see how again just just the development of this receiving core is going to be really key to how well this Notre Dame um, offense. Uh, you know, continues to in, in, improve, and you got a lot of young guys. Uh, you know, true freshmen in Flores, and also it w- it was good to see Great House back. That kid yeah. is, you know, just he's special. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I don't know. Maybe there's a there's a, there's going to be a market for this. But what about Jordan Fazon? Right. I mean, <laughs> where did he come from? Right. It, it's it. it <laughs> It, it's crazy that uh, that the freshman walk-on lacrosse player has played such a uh, such a vital role for the offense. Uh, you know, so, ev- really ever since uh, he came in. What was it? The Louisville game? You know, like yeah. or, or maybe you know, just, maybe like the game before. But it's like he. I know. really love his suddenness yeah. and his mm-hmm. ability, his quickness, and again, he catches the ball great, great moves. He does great jobs. You know, to his route running again. And again, the, the the top three receivers, you know, catching wise in this game, all true freshmen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Faison so, four yards, hey. or I'm sorry, four catches, thirty nine yards, and uh, and a touchdown. Uh, that that one from Steve Angeli. Uh, Jaden Greathouse three catches, seventy one yards, and a touchdown. Eli Raridan, uh three catches, thirty nine yards, and a touchdown. Tobias Merriweather, uh, we. Got a touchdown for him as well on two catches and 44 yards for Tobias. So, you know, it was it's good to see them. It was good to see them spreading the ball around. It was it was good to see them uh, working it on uh, on, you know, as far as the rushing game went too, with uh, with Audric getting over 100 yards again. And uh, yeah, this was this was definitely needed. It, it kind of felt like a palate cleanser almost after uh you know, the last couple of weeks because ugh, heading into that bye week last week, I was just like, yeah, that was to, rough. That yeah, was that, rough. And again, yeah. that, that, that Clemson game was brutal to watch. Mm. Um, I, I, it, it was good to see the offense again, get back on track. Um, you know, cause I don't think I've seen Sam look that bad all year. Yeah. And for him to come back and, you know, go, you know, 21 to 29, 270 yards and four touchdowns. I re- I would have loved to see Angeli in at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I think after that, you know, that you know last touchdown in the third quarter. And after the third quarter, mm-hmm. we had the game in hand. You know, yeah. let's let the young man, you know, young player, because he needs more opportunities and more reps in preparation for for next year. Yeah, Steve Angeli, by the way. Three for three, thirty-six yards, touchdown throw to uh, to Jordan Faison. You know, hasn't hasn't looked bad in the uh, in the reps that he does get. So, yeah, um, he, and that's what I'm saying. That, that's yeah. why you want would love to see more of him. Yeah, you know, had he got an opportunity to get in sooner, and again that touchdown pass, great touch, uh, great job by Faison of like I said, you know, really driving the defender up the field and then giving himself a lot of room. For uh, 
for for Angeli to throw the ball out and he just drifted out and made a great catch. Uh, great job on that route and great job catching and that was a great throw. So, you know, I'd love to see more of that combination a little sooner in in the right. game. Yeah, yeah. We uh, it, it it was kind of like, hey, what's uh, you know, I get it. You know, when they when they get it to thirty one to seven, it's like, okay, Sam's probably out here, right? Oh no, wait, number ten's coming back on. Okay, all righty, why not? Okay, it's senior day. We'll <laughs> we'll, we'll right. let him do yeah, what he wants, I, I guess. That, I, uh, <laughs> I figured, you know, senior day, you you got four quarters. You know, you're you're up, you're pretty handily. You're up by twenty four after, yeah. after three quarters. Let let the young guy get in there and 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 get get more reps and get as many opportunities to play, you know, real football, if you will, you know, as as possible. Considering again, you know what, you know it's. Who, who's going to be your guy going into, you know, next season? Because you know that's that's what you're playing for right now is the opportunity to to get better and and really get started on 2024. Exactly, exactly. We're teaming up with Centier Bank for the field goal for the community. For every field goal made in a Notre Dame game. $10 will go to Centier Bank's charity, the Boys and Girls Club of St. Joseph County. Notre Dame made a field goal today, so that's another 10 bucks in the uh, in the pot for the field goal for the community. Centier Bank, discover a better way to save with Centier Bank. Spencer Schrader kicking a uh, kicking a field goal uh, in today's game. So, always good to uh, help that uh, help the field goal for the community uh, grow little by little. Uh, we'll talk defense coming up. We'll hear from uh, from Marcus Freeman as well. We'll get his press conference on the air. We'll uh, hear from a couple of players. And plenty more still to come on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. This is the drive of the game. Brought to you by Gate Chevy World in Mishawaka. This will be fourth down and two coming up. Jeremiah Love, the tailback. To the left is Sam Hartman, who's standing on top of the blue and gold ND there at midfield in the shotgun. Three pass catchers to his left. Takes a snap, looking over the middle, looking, throws underneath, caught. Rico Flores, 40, 35, 30, near sideline, breaks a tackle, and goes down to the 27. And he's also called for that holding right there that backs up Notre Dame. Let's see where they place that ball on the 35-yard line on the right hash. Second down, 18 now. Hartman stands in the shotgun on his 40. Estimate behind him, now walks up one yard to the left of Hartman. He points to his right. And he drops back two steps, looking over the middle, looking. Folks one deep down the middle, wide open in the end zone, Tobias Merriweather, touchdown Irish! And that is the Gate Chevy World drive of the game, brought to you by Gate Chevy World, Mishawaka. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Um, yeah, Rico Flores today, definitely, uh, definitely showing off. Uh, what he can do. Eight catches, 102 yards today. Uh, tried to get a touchdown, but came up a couple of yards short on that. But, uh, yeah, Rico Flores, uh, today was today was a big day for him. Well, it was good seeing, like, if you look at, you know, offensively, you know, you hate to see, see it come this late in the year, but you got some young receivers that really stepped up. You know, you got yeah. Tobias Merriweather, who's a um, who's a sophomore. You got Rico Flores, who's a true freshman. Great House, another true freshman. Um, you know, Faison, a, a freshman. 
you know, you got some talent on the outside that is really starting to kind of find itself um, as it relates to, you know, making plays. Um, and, you know, again, you also got, you know, Jane Thomas, you know, you get him back. You got some guys there that, you know, with, that have some talent on the outside that we get, get them going. You know, you, you're not losing a lot there. And you got a lot of good guys coming back on the outside. And as they develop better, like I was saying with Rico Flores, doing a much better job of fighting for the ball, being more mm-hmm. aggressive, attacking the ball, you know, going up and getting it. Uh, you know, Faison doing a great job catching the ball. Tobias Merriweather on that touchdown pass, great job of getting inside the safety, leaning him out and getting into getting getting to the post. And and Beyonce Sam was late on that throw. He could have thrown it sooner. Yeah. And would he wouldn't have to slow down for it, but again, this is this requires you know the quarterback and the receivers having more time together to kind of learn each other and better understand. Hey, this is what the capabilities of this receiver is. God, I wish it had happened sooner. <laughs> you yeah, know? God, I, 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 I wish well, that happened okay, back but, in September. The guys uh, got injured. You know, yeah, I think Merriweather yeah. and and. Great house got injured, yeah. you know, for a you know, three or four games. So yeah. I think that really impacted, you know, and those guys that really started the year off strong. So I think that had an impact on, you know, uh, confidence. And then you you look at the tight ends, you know, Mitchell Evans goes down, yeah. who had, yeah. he had developed into that, you know, safety valve for, for um, Sam. You know, yeah. you got Holden, Eli Reardon coming back, so. It's just been unfortunate that they've had a lot of injuries at different yeah. different times to different positions that has created some some struggles offensively. And again, just you know, for me, offense is about rhythm. And you know, when you find that rhythm, it 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 really has an impact when you know a couple of guys go down that you know the quarterback can develop kind of a rhythm with in terms of, you know, hey, he knew where they were gonna be at this point to get the ball out. And the more dancers that you put on the dance card, the tougher it is to, you know, actually get on the beat and get in the rhythm and and get used to each other, quite honestly. So it's, uh, yeah, it, good news for next year, I guess. Well, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm it's kind of stuck on getting Steve you know, Angelia yeah. into the game sooner. He needs yeah. to play. He needs more snaps. Yeah. He needs more snaps and real game situations, you know, because the little bit we've seen of him, he's looked great. Yeah. But it's, you know, we need to see him against a little more higher-level competition in terms of, you know, playing against, you know, know, the Louisvilles and, well, in fact, I said Louisville, but, you know, they're doing pretty pretty well right now. Yeah. You know, going against the USC's, the Louisvilles, you know, the Clemson's, you know, the Florida State's that you're going to see – you need to see him in a, in a in more game situations to better evaluate what you're going to have come next year. Uh, 450 yards total today uh, for Notre Dame's offense. 137 on the ground, 313 through the air uh, when you combine both uh, Sam Hartman and Steve Angeli today. And uh, yeah, first down, you know, 25 first downs, five for 10 on third down, uh, one for one on, on fourth. Uh, 
Yeah, it, like it, it, it just all came together. You had the defense with three sacks today. You had, uh, you know, receivers getting open. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. I, I really thought they were had more sacks than that because yeah, they were I mean, getting after the quarterback. They really were. I mean, they, they really were. They kept Kern and, and and hats off to Kern again. This this you know young man did a great job of you know running because he's, yeah. a lot of times he's running for his life. <laughs> yeah. So. You know, again, and I said, so I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on the defense. Unfortunately, we're losing quite a bit on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be interesting to see how we, you know, re- how we replace guys. Because again, I was just looking just as a D line, and oh my gosh, this is not something you know you want to see. But Howard Cross. Of, yeah, there were a lot of guys a lot of coming departures. out. Yeah. yeah, Howard Cross, uh, Osafa Mensa. Um, Botelli, you know, uh, Jean Baptiste. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then you lose pretty much your starting linebacking core. Yeah. Bertrand, Kaiser, and, and, and Maris Leofow. So, whoo, this is, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, you're going to get us basically a, a, a flip of offensively. It, you know, you had a lot of new guys, especially in the, you know, receiver and you know, a few guys in the running back. But you know, now it's it's a flip where you're talking about replacing a large part of your defensive line mm-hmm. and your linebacking crew. You know, you know who 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 are they going to be? Those guys. Yeah. Now, you know, asterisk on that too, because some of those guys still do have some eligibility left. And they could come back. They, you know, they might be, you know, might be convinced to come on back. You know, thank you NIL money. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, well, we need it, them back. Yeah, it's it's especially the D line. Oh man, that's uh, that's going to be a young defense next year if uh, if if all those guys leave. So yeah, that's. That's something I'm not looking forward to. But let's just keep it about today. Forty-five to seven, the, uh, the the final from Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, Notre Dame over Wake Forest. Notre Dame moving up to eight and three on the year. Uh, Stanford, of course, coming up coming up next. We'll talk some defense uh, around the corner here. We've got Marcus Freeman's press conference uh, coming up too. And plenty, plenty more as the official Notre Dame football post game show continues right after this. Back on the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Jimmy Rosari with Reggie Brooks. Uh, let's go ahead and start talking some defense and uh, all those guys that uh, that uh, that were honored today for Senior Day. Uh, Howard Cross being one of them. He had nine tackles on the day. Uh, J.D. Bertrand, of course, was everywhere today. Uh, he had a sack as well. Uh, uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste, five tackles. He had a sack. Uh I had the uh, the field goal block, you know, just put his hand up there, but still, got to do it. Don't forget the forced fumble by JD. Yeah. He, yeah. he was he was Johnny on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Riley Mills recovered that one. So yeah, there there's there were a lot of na- in fact, I think all those names I believe were <laughs> were names of guys that were honored before the game as far as the defense goes. And and what a what a way for him to go out of uh, of Notre Dame Stadium. 
Yeah, it's and again, it, it, a lot of times people don't really sense you know the the importance of you know that you know when you leave and yeah. you know and the, the a lot of the the fanfare that goes with that. Um, but you're still there to play a game and to be able to send that senior group off in that type, in that fashion is, is important. And, you know, you, you have that opportunity to see these guys and to honor them. And there's a lot of emotions going on because again, this is the last, you know, for some of them last, last game, they'll play in Notre Dame stadium. And there's something to, to that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, you want to play your best and to see the top four tacklers, you know, are those guys that that's huge? Actually, top five, you know, you in, include DJ Brown to see the senior class play at that level um, is, is special, and it was definitely um, something you know you, you you look forward to seeing. And you, you know, hats off to those these young men to have this opportunity and for them to make the most of it. Uh-huh. Top six, actually, if you include Thomas Harper as well, he he got some senior day love too today, and uh, and and yeah, top six guys on defense, that's going to be a lot to replace. So, um, and it's been fun watching those guys this year. Like the the defense, I knew it was going to be good. I didn't think it was going to over deliver like this. And and granted, there's in a lot of times they had to over deliver. But um, yeah. uh, but to but to see that all happen, uh, it was a really fun. It's been a really fun defense to watch this year. And just seeing guys, you know, some of the guys that, that grew up, you know, that you know you don't really, you know, you weren't hearing a lot from last year, mm-hmm. and and again, guys that again that you know played, but to see them take that next step, and you know, like you know, it was like you know. Um, you you look at it, they have some guys in place, but you know I know Harper comes up. You don't really. I'm just thinking about the guys that were there from mm-hmm. the beginning. You know, yeah, yeah. You look at you know DJ Brown because he had some struggles, if you will, mm-hmm. um, over over the course of the time there. You know, he kind of up and down. Um, you know, see JD Bertrand, see Jack Kaiser, you know, you know Howard Cross. To see those guys elevate their game and, like you said, play, you know, above where there was expectation in the terms of, you know, what you were looking for from a defense, and and again to see the the, the growth of of a younger guy, you know, Xavier Watts, to see how he, yeah. he stepped up and you knew what you were getting with the Ben Morrison, but you know he got even better, but you saw yeah. a growth of you know. A whole group of, they were a, a unit, and that was the thing that I think yeah. really stood out to me is that you saw guys playing as a unit. And one of the things we I was you know talking to my son about is you know making just a feel for the game. You know you 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 look at football now, and a lot of it is you know guys just do what they're told. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's you know you hey have a knowledge of the plays you're told to do this. Based on this formation, as a you know defense, you're you, you know you're looking at you know I need to be in this gap, or I need to like I said you know coverage, you know rotate coverage, you know swap out coverage. I'm I'm literally watching and I look at you know they did a, what's called banjo where they swapped receivers. 
when they had with man Ben Morrison to see him call that. You know, there's one thing to have an understanding of the game. It's another to have a feel, do things mm -hmm. that are a little more advanced in terms of play calling, and to be able to do that with the players. Not you know the coach knows, but it's it's another thing for the having coaches on the field. And that's why again I'm a big fan of JD Bertrand, Howard Cross. You see those guys making on-field plays mm -hmm. that go beyond just the understanding and the knowledge of the play. It's a feel for the game, and that's that next step that you see with this defense. Yeah, all the def all the defensive coaches, I I'm sure, are on somebody's radar. <laughs> you know, just for just from uh, just from. Don't start, habit. Jim. Don't start that. I know. Don't start I know. That. I know. Don't put I that know. out there. Stop uh, it. <laughs> you stop that evil, Ricky Bobby. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway. oh, let's see. Um, yeah, forty-five to seven. Not much more you can ask for out of your defense than uh, than that. You know, the, uh, the 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 one touchdown basically as a result of trick plays, and those trick plays came early. Uh, Notre Dame was still kind of asleep at that point too, but uh, it definitely woke them up, and uh, they rattled off thirty-eight unanswered. So. Uh, a pretty good way to go out on senior day. I think what was this, what was the stat that that Paul Burmeister had? I think like Notre Dame the last three senior days has outscored their opponents like one hundred forty four to seven. Wow! <laughs> like just something that ridiculous. What? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So. So was this seven? Did that bring it up to fourteen? No, this was the seven. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, wow. That is a, that is a, that is a stat right that's there. A, that's a heck of a stat. Yeah, yeah. Hang again, that again. But you love seeing them send mm -hmm. the send the send the seniors out on a high note. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of a lot of the guys who, uh, you know, getting their honors and, you know, pulling off that 144 to seven run on 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 senior days. They've been here. They're 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 all they're part of those games. Uh, so yeah, there's <laughs> whew, there's gonna be some work. <laughs> there's gonna be some work in the off season as far as uh, as far as who they bring in, and then uh, and then as you know as far as uh, a game plan goes. So man, like I said, and, though, and the thing about it, you you look at it, you know you you saw some of these guys again. It, it's going defensively. It's going it's going to take a little time. So I'm. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to give give the defense some grace, but man, this was this year was impressive to watch to see yeah. how just how they gelled as a unit. And again, and that's really a lot of it. You know, the more they can gel as a unit, I think there's opportunity there to you know. In May, you know, you you don't ne you never know how things are going to go, mm -hmm. but if you, you you see pieces, and this is. Again, why I would would have loved to send seen more opportunities for those second unit guys to get in mm -hmm. in the game and make some plays because, like you said, you know you're kind of like to a degree flying blind on some of these guys on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and you know, and you know, I would encourage us to you know recruit some of those seniors that have still have eligibility. To say, man, you know, definitely, you know, we can be a part of. You are a part of something special. Let's keep this thing rolling. 
All right, he's Reggie Brooks. I'm Jimmy Rosari. The official Notre Dame football postgame show is presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over 75 years. We'll hear from Marcus Freeman. We'll hear from some players today uh, and, and plenty more as the official Notre Dame football postgame show continues on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Forty-five to seven, Notre Dame over Wake Forest today. Senior day at Notre Dame Stadium as well. It's the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny One Hundred One Point Five and Sports Radio Nine Sixty WSBT. Marcus Freeman uh, just got his press conference in. Here is what the coach had us had to say. Freeman, he'll make an opening statement and then we'll open it up for questions. So please raise your hand and we'll bring him. Really proud and. and uh you know, really proud of our seniors and the way they went out there and um, performed for 60 minutes. Um, it's special group, man, that, that that led us in this past, you know, 14 days since the last time we played. They led us um, to practice the way that we had to, to prepare to, to give us a chance to be successful um, out there today. So it's a special group that obviously played their last game in Notre Dame Stadium. You know, you think about the 500th game in Notre Dame Stadium. It's, it's, it's something special. This place is special. The history, the people, um, the ones that have come before us, man, that that give us this opportunity to be here. Our fans were incredible. Um, you think about last game of the year, um, I mean, sold out crowd. You could feel the fans, the atmosphere. And so it's just a reminder of how, uh, how awesome and, and grateful we are for this opportunity to be a part of this place, be a part of this football program. Um, with, with, you know, obviously Jack and Father John. And uh, it meant a lot to me personally to, to be able to get this win um, for their last game in Notre Dame Stadium. And um, we're all motivated by different things, but that was a huge part of my motivation. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy we were able to do that. So with that, um, I'll open up for questions. We'll start with Tyler Horka. Coach, just sticking to the theme of this being special and this being a special place, uh, just tallied it up. You guys outscored opponents here 262-71 to 71 at Notre Dame Stadium outside of what happened against Ohio State, obviously. But, but then just kind of rebounding from what happened last year against Marshall, against Stanford, how were you guys able to be so good at this venue? You know, I, Tyler, it, we, we talk about it often how special it is to play um, in Notre Dame Stadium, the, the history, the, um, the tradition, uh, we take pride in, in, in our performance in Notre Dame Stadium. And that doesn't excuse us for, you know, obviously the performances that we have to have on the road. Um, but I think there's a sense of, of pride when you walk, come out of that locker room, you touch that play like a champion sign that you, you carry when you take this field. Sam was a little shaky early, understandable considering yeah. who he was going against, but then he really got it going, made some really nice throws. What did you see out of his performance? And just to send him out of this place this way, what did that mean to you? You know, he's a poster child for consistency. Um, you know, we, we tried to create some, some early success, some early easy throws. Uh, you know, one was dropped or maybe thrown a little bit high. But uh, he was able to just really get to the sideline, um, focus on what he had to do. Hey, what did you see? And, and really went out there and performed um, really well. And it can't be easy. I've done it as a coach. Um, I remember a couple years ago we played Cincinnati, right? And, and 
there is normal distractions that there sh the human element presents when you play a, a, a team, an opponent where, you know, every person on that side like Sam does. It's different. He was with those guys for five years with that coaching staff. And so for him to be able to put that distraction away and really um, perform the way he did is a testament to, to who he is and, and the confidence and the consistency that he provides. We'll go to John Price to your right in the front. Hey, Marcus. Um, offense scored on four consecutive possessions in seizing control of the game and finished with like 450 yards, just the one late turnover. Um, how much of that is what you've kind of expected to see from this group all along, and how much was it needed? It definitely was needed. I, I think, um, you know, the confidence when you don't have the performance that you aspire to have, it, it can it messes with your confidence, right? And, and you can be as courageous as you want, but but still have a lack of confidence inside because of the performance, right? And and so it was much needed. Um, it's a testament to how they prepared, uh, the adjustments they made, and um, the execution of the game plan. So I'm really happy for Coach Parker and that whole offensive staff and then that offensive side of the ball. I was really pleased with the performance tonight. You um, you got back to your really aggressive use of timeouts late in the first half and got a blocked field goal out of it and then got a field goal out of it. Um, how important was that to maybe recapture that and send that message to your team again? Yeah, I think there's been time. I mean, the majority of times I'm in that situation, I, again, I have the utmost confidence in our offense and Sam to march us down the field and, and try to create something positively. You know, I know there's been a game or two that maybe something hasn't gone our way and you know, I kind of let the clock run out. Um, I know at Clemson, after we didn't get that, for, after they got that first down, uh, when we were on defense, I let him kind of just run out the clock. But, you know, I have a lot of confidence in our offensive staff and our offensive game plan, and, and that was a reflection of why I called those timeouts today. Up next, we'll go to Tyler James on your left in the second row. Marcus, the wide receivers had a big game. Well, how important was that to have those guys come through? And not just Chris Tyree, who's been maybe the most consistent wide receiver this season. Yeah, I think I saw Rico went over 100 yards, which is the first time for maybe any of our wideouts this year. And, you know, it's just a testimony to just continue to battle, continue to prepare, continue to work. Because you don't know when the opportunity present, present themselves. That was a conversation, a message I had to the team this week in terms of as individuals, you don't know when your opportunity is coming. It could be in the game. It can be if you're redshirting. It can be any different. It can be a coach. And you just have to continue to make the choice to work, to do the thing everybody wants. That's what I said. Everybody wants to, to catch 100 yards and have 100 yards receiving. But who's willing to put the work in that it takes so that when the opportunity presents itself like today, that you do it. And so um, it was good to see that. I saw Tobias had a big catch, and I called Tobias. I was walking uh, to the training room, and he was in there studying film and studying extra by himself. And I remember saying, like, that's an that's example of what I'm talking about. Continue to put that work in. At some point, it's going to be rewarding. I said something to him after he scored that TD catch that, uh, you know, that's a reflection of your preparation. So they have to believe that. I, I don't really believe in luck. You know, I am a faithful person, but I, I believe in cause and effect. And so you have to continue to put the work in. And at some point, if you do it the right way and you're consistent in how you, you put the work in, you will have the effect that you want. You would have the production and performance you want. And then what, what was the importance of keeping Audrey Estime in to get him over 100 yards at the end of the game? Yeah, you know, I'm never a huge fan of that um, because there's just, you know, me, I'm always thinking, okay, this game is over. Um, it's only fair to the kid, but but 
you know, we talked about it and, and you know, we wanted to get him over 100 yards and I think he ended up having 115. And uh, that was important to us to, you know, possibly his last game in Notre Dame Stadium uh, to be able to get him over 100 yards. And so uh, it was good for him to do that. We'll go to Eric next in the front row on the far right. Hey, Coach, it's been a long road back for Eli Reardon, and I know you mentioned earlier in the season there's been some mental hurdles. Did you see something during the bye week, during this last week, where you thought, hey, today is coming? It wasn't one thing. It was just accumulation of, of weeks and practices. And when he finally was, was uh, you know, cleared to, to play and from where he was in to now, it's just, it, it's just a process of him gaining that confidence. And he's not exactly where – he's not at his full potential yet. He'll continue to gain that confidence. But I think today was a, a great reflection of how far he's come since he's been cleared medically. And um, for him to have some of those catches and, you know, get hit low, and it gives him that confidence that, hey, I'm going to be just fine. Sam Hartman certainly had times during his life and his career where he's had to battle back against adversity. And certainly his last game, statistically, he had to battle back. I'm just wondering what you saw from him leading up to the game and how closely do his teammates watch that? I mean, when you're the quarterback, you're the leader just because of the position you're in. And everybody's going to watch the way you prepare. Um, the one thing I've said with Sam Hartman, I said earlier, he is the model of consistency, right? And that his approach doesn't dicta isn't dictated off of what happened in previous game or who we're playing. It's his approach is his approach. The way he prepares is the way he prepares. And I even challenge him to, in some way, find a way to do it even better, right? Because he wants a better result. We all want better results. How do we continue to do what we do but do it better? And so. Um, his teammates see the way he works. His teammates, you know, see the, the works he puts in, and uh, he has a lot of respect from everybody in this program. We'll go to Pete on your far left in the third row. Hey, Coach, um, six home games this year. I think your defense allowed eight touchdowns total. Um, I, I know you're, you're just out of the moment here, but if, if you reflect on that, I mean, just how impressive is that to you? And aside from the pride you spoke about earlier, how much, how much of, a, of an identity of this program is that becoming? You know, obviously, you know, defense of football has a special place in my heart just because of how I've grown up in the game. And, and I was talking to Coach Golden after the game, and, I mean, we're upset about seven points, and um, we're really upset about seven points, you know. And, and they did some good things in the first half that really we hadn't seen on film, but the adjustments that we could make, that Coach Golden can make. It's credit to Coach Golden and the staff that they could make. And, uh Man, they, they, they have answers, you know, and, and they're able to get the adjustments to the players and the players can go out there and execute. And so I, I've always had a mindset, if they don't score, they don't win. And um, we can't, we have to evaluate ourselves, every individual, right? And that's a reflection, I think, of our entire team is it's easy to point the finger at somebody else and, and all that does is make you feel better about yourself. That doesn't help our team get better. And so I know tomorrow we're going to be in there and we're going to critique every single play. And I'm sure defensively there's going to be a lot to, to improve from. But I like to be upset about seven points. Uh, the decision to make the onside kick in the third quarter, was that just a look they gave you or something that you guys have been wanting to try for a while? We had seen it on film. Um, you know, we had practiced it for a couple of weeks and we've seen it on film and the first two kickoffs we were like it's there it's there and I'm like it's not the right time and I said if we score again um let's do it and uh it's it's 
at some point, if you're going to do it, you got to call it. If you believe that you can execute it, you have to call it, right? And there's no point of, of practicing something and, and, and getting a look that you, you're, you're looking for and not calling it, you know? And so I told him, let's do it. And um, it was a great job by Coach Biaggi of preparing for that moment and executing when it mattered. We'll do final questions with Pete Sampson in the front on your right. Kind of building on the receiver point with, with Flores, Faison, Great House. I mean, they've all had flashes this year, but they've never all been on at the same time. Was Were they just ready for it as a freshman year? And I was interested, like, the job that Stucky and Parker have done to sort of keep them going with it because, I mean, you guys have needed this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pete, I wish there was one thing that happened. You know, it's similar to the question I answered earlier. Like, it is a – a constant chase of improvement and if you do that and you get these opportunities that we had today you got to be ready to take advantage of it. but you don't know when that you didn't we didn't know last week we were going to have a you know we had a couple three and outs and it wasn't we weren't rolling we didn't have these opportunities but that doesn't dictate on how you prepare and so to me it's a reflection of coach Stuckey um, coach Parker um, in the development and ability to get frustrated guys right they're frustrated just like all of us were when you don't get the results you want but frustration can't determine how you prepare and to see Rico and those guys out there that were ready for the moment although I'm gonna have to talk to Rico about that ball he put on the ground you know but uh I'm proud of them proud of the way they prepare and now how do you handle some success you know, and Rico had 100 yards. How do you prepare? How do you handle that? Do you continue to do the things that you're just that that you have to do to get better? And then when you get the next opportunity in seven days, do you take advantage of it? And on the flip side, your pass defense, like not just home but away. I mean, seven touchdown passes all year. Like, what do you think have been the biggest ingredients for that being just essentially on all year? Yeah, the the ability to play pass defense is is the confidence you have in your front seven or six to stop the run, right? It, there's always that, that one defender. If you're going to commit him to the run game where you're going to expose some things in the pass game, if you're going to put him in the pass game, then you have to believe you can stop the run with six guys up front doing some things up front with your D-line. And so if you can't stop the run playing pass defense, then you're not going to be able to play a lot of pass defense. And so that's a credit to – you know, coach going to different schemes we use in our, our past defense, but we can't play coverage as what we, we can't play coverage if we don't believe we can stop the run with a, a light box. All right, thank And that's Marcus Freeman post game after Notre Dame's 45 to 7 victory over Wake Forest on senior day. We'll, uh, we'll give our thoughts coming up. We've also got, uh, try to get a couple player, or at least one player at least, uh, on, uh, his uh, his post game comments anyway. Uh, we've got the opponent's scoreboard still to come. Still got the key bank key play of the game to get to as well. All as the official Notre Dame football post game show rolls on after this. The official Notre Dame football post game show presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted in the community for over seventy five years. I'm Jimmy Rosari. Reggie Brooks with me as well. Reggie, what did you think of uh, what Coach had to say? It, again, like I've been saying for you know throughout the year, it's been great seeing his maturation as a head coach, and mm-hmm. you know he gets he he gets what Notre Dame is about, and that's the thing that just you you, you love to see. Um, I will say again, I you know as as far as it relates to Sam Hartman, I think Sam has definitely had you know had a tough go the last what 
three or four games mm-hmm. and to see him get back on track. But you also see the the what how his teammates view him. And you know, to see Coach Freeman mention that and, and talk about the importance of his ability to go out and work in practice because that's where thing you, you see what, what what's really going on is in practice. Yeah. And you see, you know, what the progress that was made, you know, being brought up Rico Flores to see that young man uh, to you know see him improve over the course of time. And, you know, that's gives you encouragement. But, you know, Sam as a leader, you know, it, it comes back to, you know, how do the people in the locker room view him? You know, because, you know, you're going to get, you know, you know, talking heads speaking on what they see. But it, it always goes back to what's important in the locker room and their their togetherness there. That's that's where the real value is. And, and you know, hearing Marcus talk about the importance of or Coach Freeman talk about the importance of how the team views uh, Sam Hartman as the leader. That that that's encouraging because it, it lets you know, hey, they are still that locker room is still together. It's, it hasn't been fractured, which is is very um, uplifting to hear. Yeah, it it could have been you know, breaking that locker room apart probably really easy after the Clemson game, after the Louisville game. Uh, you know, like it, it's like all these guys still care about each other. You know, they're like I, I don't get the feeling like I don't get the feeling like they really want this season to end. Quite honestly, you know. Yeah, and and that's the thing about it is like you you and we we talked about it. you see this defense and how well they've been playing and and Coach Freeman talked about it. It, it comes back to preparation and your willingness to go in and compete and prepare week in and week out. And, you know, that comes with a level of maturity that comes with experience that, you know, you have the, you have that experience on the defensive side of the ball where offensively, you know, just like, you know, he's going to get on, <laughs> he mentioned about getting after um, uh, Rico about putting the ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, it's those little things that you do on a daily basis in practice that, that has a, a major impact on the game. And it's the things that you don't see is what makes is the difference between winning and losing. It's those it's the individuals that make the plays in practice and and take care of business in practice and that prepares. And I, I like his 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 how he mentioned about again, you're gonna have adversity. It's how you prepare each week in practice and come back and compete that will show up in the game. At some point, you know, we don't, he doesn't believe in luck. I got to agree with him. Your mm-hmm. preparation yeah. will afford you opportunities. And it's, and it's the, the preparation that you, you made during the course of the week is going to prepare you to actually execute in the games. And that's why I said, you look at, you know, the defense, this is not, this is not just something that happened. And they became this solid and sound defense overnight. This right. is you got you know grad graduate seniors, you got seniors, juniors. The the core of that defense are guys that have prepared, guys that have competed, guys that have experienced things over the course of some time at Notre Dame and experienced it together. 
that sets them apart and why the defense has been as successful as they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back to Sam Hartman for a quick second, uh, he moved into fourth place on the all-time NCAA career touchdown list with his uh, four-touchdown performance today against Wake Forest. Uh, leads all active FBS quarterbacks in career touchdowns and passing yardage, and then fourth all-time in touchdowns. That's off to Mr. Hartman. I mean, that's... Uh, and he, he might still move up that list, too. He's uh, he's just two behind uh, uh, Graham Harrell in third place with 134. So... Um, yeah, that's he, he's he's again you know going going to Stanford and Stanford's going to be a tough game. They yeah. say a, play a physical brand of football, but you know he. I'd like to see the carryover with the the receiving core, and you know now that he has a little more confidence because when you make those plays, you know he'll be he'll be a little quicker with the football because he knows hey we, he can count on Rico Flores. Being where he's supposed to be, he can count on, you know, Eli Reardon being where he's supposed to be. He can count on, you know, um, Jordan Faison being where he's supposed to be. You know, Great House, you know, Merriweather, because he's had the experience with them in a game. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> talking about things to, you know, things that you want to see in a game. I just want to be able to see that game, quite honestly. Uh, Pac-12 network for Stanford for the Stanford game next weekend, huh? Okay, Ooh. so yeah, yeah, that's uh. So we gotta go searching for this one, huh? Yeah, we like you may have to change your cable package, your streaming package, whatever you know, in in order to oh, get great. this game. Awesome, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I love I, that. Thank you. <laughs> thanks. Anybody thanks, got Pac- a? Yeah. Anybody got and a free trial? The the Pac. You wonder why the Pac-12 is, you know, <laughs> won't be the Pac-12s. Right. It's down to two right now. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Man. Anyway, that's another conversation for another time, mm-hmm. quite honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it just makes me angry every time I think about it. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 this has still been a pretty special year. You know, especially for the defense, especially for Sam Hartman as as he's as he's moved up that list. Um, talk about senior day for a second. Like, what you know, you've you've been through that. What uh, what is the emotion that you know? Like, are you running the gamut of emotion that day? Are you trying to yeah, treat it, it like it, it, it like is, every other day? But you no, uh, you it, know that it, it's it, absolutely that does not, not exist. Yeah, yeah, that okay. does. Treating it like every other game does not exist. I mean, right. there's something special about playing in Notre Dame Stadium, and when you find yourself at the end of that, you know, road, if you will, it it's a lot of emotions, and you know, and and the biggest part of it is, you know, they do it right. You know, the you know, go walking out, and you you know, you see your parents, you see your coaches. You know, this is the last time out there. And this is right before the game begins. And again, I I vividly remember my you know senior senior game at Notre Dame, and you know it was you know, the previous two teams had lost on senior day, so right. that was a huge um, factor for me 
And for a lot of the guys, you know, that were playing in that game to say, hey, you know, for us to go out on, as winners was, again, you you weren't playing a, a, a powder puff team. You were right. playing a, a really good football team that, you know, that you had to, you know, get up for. And for us to to go into that game, you know, with that with the emotions, you know, really still raw at the beginning of it, and you're playing a pretty a top team, that's 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 a that's a lot yeah. to deal with sure. in a in a short period of time. As like I said, when you because when you know the you honor the seniors, the parents leave off the field, you know, because you're also you know honoring the coaches because again, some of the coaches were leaving. Mm-hmm. So you're you're just like whoa, yeah. so it it takes a, a lot of mental fortitude to kind of really kind of rein it back in because again you're you're hyped up you know you get kind of go out pregame you know and you get ready and your mind it's you want it to be on the game but it's something about coming out of that tunnel for the last time that really just. You know, it, it it brings you to tears. I mean, because this is this is it, and you know, you're always kind of re- reliving what happened to the previous two senior classes. Mm-hmm. Man, that was that was rough. Mm. Who did you play? Penn State. Oh wow, that's that was the snowball game. <laughs> Holy cow, that's yeah, <laughs> that's that's a heck of a schedule for uh, for a senior day right there. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, our last yeah. three games were against ranked opponents. Yeah. Wow. Man. <laughs> That's crazy. So that that game that yeah, that game was will be forever etched in my memory. Um just from the start of the last. I mean, again, you you're 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 sitting there with your teammates mm-hmm. and you know, everybody's parents and Again, you you've been here for three, four years, and you know, and again, the last two years you've seen, you've experienced just a devastating loss for that senior class. So your heart was, yeah. you know, really hurting for that senior class. Mm-hmm. And again, this is it. So you you know, it's either make or break. And you know, yeah. we, we had an opportunity, and it, it wasn't easy. It, it came down to the wire, yeah. but that was the thing that just really resonated with me. It was like, okay, this is it. You know, if you don't, we don't win this game. And it wasn't even, and I think, you know, that was more of why Coach Holtz went for two mm-hmm. was because, again, you don't want to go out with a tie or a loss in your last right. home game. Yeah. And so to have an opportunity to make a play, you know, that – you know, th- that's what has resonated with me more so than, you know, the the snowball and, you know, the, the magnitude of it being one of the play all-time great plays. It was about going out as a winner in Notre yeah. Dame Stadium. That, that was – that's what it all boiled down to is that for our senior class to go out on top in terms of winning that football game at home. This year's senior class getting to go out on top two, 45 to seven, the final score over Wake Forest. We'll still, uh, we still got plenty more to uh, to get to. We'll talk about a little bit of news that came out of uh, Notre Dame Stadium, uh, like right before kickoff. Uh, 
get uh, get Reggie's thoughts on that. We've got the opponent's scoreboard. We've still got the key bank, key play of the game to go as well. Uh, right here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Wake Forest has an extra offensive lineman in the game right now as well. Fourth down and one on the 46-yard line. And they hand it off right up the middle. Nothing there. Notre Dame defense bottled that one up right away. And it'll come down to the mark. And that was uh, one of the fourth down stops that, uh, that the defense made today. I believe that uh, that was the one that Howard Cross made today. That's your key bank uh, key play of the game. And, of course, it is brought to you by Key Bank. So, there you go. Uh, some, uh, some news today as far as, uh, as far as Notre Dame goes. The, uh, the TV deal with, uh, with NBC uh, got extended to 2029. That, um, <laughs> that deal was started my junior year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 1991. So again, I was two years under, and I will say this: I'm I'm happy that you know Notre Dame was able to stay independent, um, and continue you know to be that special place as it relates to football. But I will say this: um, yeah, it was it happened anyway. But that was the first time I said I experienced TV timeouts. Uh huh. And I didn't like that. <laughs> I was never, I was not a fan of TV timeouts because, you know, it really disrupted the flow of the offense, at least in my mind. So, but you know, that that that's my only gripe about, you know, that whole you know deal with NBC is it brought forward TV timeouts, and I didn't like those. Well, yeah. Okay. Other than that, is a, a great news. Um, <laughs> But that's just my only personal, my own personal right. <laughs> I mean, there, there's uh, there's a couple of reports out there that put it in the uh, you know that this deal is going to you know give Notre Dame you know fifty to sixty million dollars annually. It's like, wow, yeah, I, I, I get it. <laughs> I I get extending that deal totally, totally yeah, no, get it. It, it. it it makes total sense, and yeah. I was. Just glad that they were able to get it done, you know, and and, and I'm sure, uh, you know, Jack Swarbrick and um, Pete Bavacqua, this is something, again, that's been in the works, I would imagine. I don't think this was, you know, the first oh, yeah. time. So it just, yeah. And the numbers have to work for both parties for mm-hmm. them to do that. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, NBC and I, I actually think the the deal where, the Big Ten, you know, made it. It actually helped helps Notre Dame because mm-hmm. you know it, it's about content, and mm-hmm. you know, again, that was the biggest, at least in my mind, the biggest issue for Notre Dame is that we were limiting limited in content as it related to the other sports. Right. But now you know we got the Big Ten. Hockey is a Big Ten. Mm-hmm. We're we're in the Big Ten as it relates to hockey. So I think this is, you know, with the Big Ten network and just the footprint of where we are, I think it benefits, you know, benefits Notre Dame. That deal benefited Notre Dame as well as uh, NBC. Yeah. 
the hockey games, by the way, are going to be broadcast on Peacock as part of this deal as well. Uh, there's going to be a documentary series, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, kind of like a hard, hard knocks. knocks. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, yeah, that's that's going to be on Peacock. Um, yeah, all through 2029. So, Intr- I, was, I was I was actually kind of expecting because you know this has been getting talked about for a while now just because of the climate of college football these days and college sports in general uh, as far as TV rights go, and uh, you knew that this deal was coming. I figured it would be a little bit longer, but I also understand why it's not as long. Yeah, you know, just because of all that change. Exactly. And, you know, you de- also it you got to kind of test it out is is the is the brand still the brand, you know, yeah. and and can we, ma- you know, can NBC maximize, you know, the that, you know, the the love for Notre Dame and you know, and also the streaming platform, you know, Peacock, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're trying to get that established. And, you know, part of that, you know, the content that will drive that. Will be you know? Do people want to see a hard knocks version of Notre Dame? Right. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it. I mean the ratings for uh, for Notre Dame football this year are up big. So you know, obviously NBC definitely still sees some value. You know, or else they wouldn't be doing yeah. this deal quite honestly. Well, and also the, <laughs> the, the home games were were pretty good too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean. You asked some the product again. What what they got? And it, yeah. it was it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out because next year, not as much. <laughs> right. right. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the how things stack up. You know, I will say it. It, it was. I'm kind of glad to see the Louisville will have game will have a little more cachet to it. So that that mm-hmm. that that will help. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh... Yeah, that's a program that's uh, you know could uh, that, could, that could definitely turn into something for Notre Dame too. So that could that could kind of turn into a new rival for them. So you never know. So, but uh, but yeah, new uh, new TV deal. Um, does that come with new announcers too? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be that. <laughs> Well, I would want. Yeah, that's a good question. Come with come better announcers. Come with a little better sound mixing. You know all that. Wow. So yeah, I'm I'm not touching that one. Yeah, Jim, you're you're on your own with that one. You know, I will say I you can I tell normally, who the radio I normally guy turn is. the sound off. <laughs> I normally turn the sound off on <laughs> broadcast. So. Well, you're you're making the right call, sir. Um. You can tell who the radio guy is in this in this conversation. Um, anyway, still plenty more to get to through the uh, through the Notre Dame uh, post game show here. Forty five to seven, the final score over Wake Forest. We'll be back with more right after this. And now it's time to see how Notre Dame's opponents fared on the Under Armour opponent scoreboard. Of course, Under Armour, the official clothing and uniform providers of Notre Dame athletics. U.S. Naval Academy. Gets a 10-0 victory over East Carolina today. Still a chance for bowl eligibility. Of course, they could also influence the Commander-in-Chief's trophy of the Army-Navy game coming up next month. 
Tennessee State closed out their season with a 35 to nothing loss against Tennessee Tech. NC State gets by Virginia Tech, 35-28 the final. On Wednesday, Central Michigan lost to the Ohio Bobcats, 34-20. Ohio State, no looking ahead to Michigan, at least not today. 37-3, they defeat Minnesota. Duke lost to Virginia, 30-27. Malik Washington's touchdown catch laying the game, secured the victory for the Cavaliers over the Blue Devils today. Louisville had their problems with Miami, but they get by the Hurricanes 38-31. USC, 7-0 when they faced Notre Dame, lost that game, and now they have lost to UCLA as well, 38-20. This was the final regular season game for USC. They went 1-5 in their last six games of the regular season. The only team they beat was Cal. On Thursday, Pitt got the victory over Boston College, 24-16. Clemson with another victory over North Carolina, 31-20. And in the big game, the 40th anniversary of the crazy finish of 1983, Cal has a 14-3 lead on Notre Dame's next opponent, and that is the Stanford Cardinal that is currently in the second quarter. 45-7, 45-7, Notre Dame gets the victory over Wake Forest on senior day. We look ahead to Stanford after this timeout. Jim Irizarry and Reggie Brooks with one final segment to go here on the official Notre Dame football postgame show presented by South Bend Orthopedics on Sunny 101.5 and Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Final thoughts here after Notre Dame, after Notre Dame's 45-7 win over uh, over Wake Forest. The official Notre Dame football uh, post-game show presented by South Bend Orthopedics, trusted for over seven, uh, trusted in the community for over 75 years. Um, Ready? Some final thoughts on the uh, on the game today. Um, this season, I got to touch on the season. Okay. Been a lot of ups and downs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this this game turned out like I was expecting it to. Mm-hmm. But I just really would, you know, just, the, you know, just, I was just kind of looking back through the games that Notre Dame yeah. lost. Consistency. And, you know, yeah. Coach Freeman touched on it in terms of prepara- consistency and preparation. I, 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 find it a little hard to believe that, you know, when you look at the games against Louisville and, and Louisville in particular, Louisville and, and Clemson. Yeah. I, I, I'm struggling with the consistency aspect of it mm. because those were games, even the Ohio state game to a point, just the, I'm struggling with the consistency of preparation as it relates to game in and game out. Um, and you look at the way they played this game and the success they had, and it's just frustrating that they didn't play this to this level against the Louisvilles and, and, and the Clemsons where, you know, and Clemson gave North Carolina a, a, a real run for their money this, you know, today. But it's just, 
I don't know. It's just something sticking in my craw. It's like, yeah. why couldn't they be more consistent in their play in on in the games? Yeah. And again, the the two major big losses that we lost brother Hanley came on the road, and I just you know we you know, you know can they manage to 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 handle the road games and you know as they do the home games. Tim and I were uh, were talking to Pete Sampson today on the uh, on the game day show, and he's you know even Pete said you know there there was a point uh, during the uh, during the Ohio State game, uh, I think it was the uh, whoever caught the you know the, it was like caught the touchdown to take the lead in that game, um, like there was just a vibe in the state like this really fun really special vibe. Um, and yeah, there, there's, I'm always going to think of that and I'm always kind of going to go, man, that sh- really should have lasted all year. That vibe really should have lasted all year. Well, it, it, you saw it, oh, the home games, even again, with yeah. the game against Ohio state, Yeah, they should have won that game, but yeah. I, it, that, that one didn't really impact me as much as the away games and yeah. Yeah, they they you know they struggled playing away. I mean the Duke game, that was another one where you're like, what yeah, is that going on? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like there were opportunities throughout the year. The away games, they were just the away games were, you know, in the second half, they were a problem. You know, yeah. you, you look at the Duke game you know, they got by it, then they come back in Louisville. They find, you know, they lose that one, lose handily, and then, boom, they recover, you know, really put it on South, Southern Cal and, and, and Pitt at home. And then Clemson was just – they gave Notre Dame every opportunity to win that game. Yeah. And they just – wouldn't do it. And it's like yeah. it was just it just confounds the mind of how they the difference in how they play at home versus away, and, and especially over the, the the course of those last or these last five games, six games, you know, last half of the season, it's just yeah. been mind boggling as to you know what team are we going to see? And like I said, that's why I struggle with you know the consistency in this with this team because it just there wasn't a consistent level of play week in and week out. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it's a different team, you know, home and away and you know, I I get, you know, playing on the road is going to be a little bit harder, but uh you know, just because you know, hostile environment and all that stuff, but um yeah, you always said you always have said that uh, you preferred the road games, even just because it's fewer distractions. Exactly, that's what kind of you know threw me off. Is like yeah. they're so like because <laughs> again, you you like what just with this last home game, last home game season, families in town and they usually come in early, uh-huh. and you're you're dealing with you know family members. You still have class. You still have to. You know, it's it's nice again when it's because it's right before, you know, uh, Thanksgiving break, and you got a little downtime. But there's a lot of lot a lot of stuff that goes on at home, and maybe again things have changed 
but there's a lot more distractions at home than there are away. Because again, right. away games, you you go to the um, you know, you go you, you get in on Friday, you do your walkthrough, and then you play the game on Saturday. So you're kind of shut down Friday, and you you're not worrying about getting people tickets. You're not worrying about a lot of interviews because again, the media is mainly there for the home team. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the distractions, you know, again, you're not, you don't, you don't, you know, you, you get the, the freedom from going to class on Friday. So it's just so, so fewer distractions at away games than at home games. And that's, that's why I so mind boggling that, you know, and maybe it was just the, consistency of which they they did at home that helped them to play so well at home you know i don't know it just it just it, it's it's mind-boggling to me that they have so much more focus yeah at home than they do away <laughs> I, mean, I guess you know i guess you know defending the home turf and all i you know get that you know probably get you know a little bit more juice for that but uh yeah it's you know all, all of your points are, are very valid points. So, uh, Stanford's next week, the uh, the season finale, uh, you know, regular season finale anyway, a uh, a seven p.m. kick on that game uh, out in the out in California. Uh, that game televised on the Pac-12 network uh, here in South Bend. You know, good luck finding that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. So here in South, actually here in South Bend, and also you know out there in Pac-12 country, good luck finding it. Uh, that's how good the carriage deal is for them. Whew. Uh, Stanford uh, coming up. Which uh, which team do you think shows up for Stanford? Again, it's a away game, so I'm I'm concerned. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's and again, Stanford plays a physical brand of football, and this year's you know. Pac-12 was a lot better than, yeah. you know, expectations. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, you have this mindset that Stanford's not very good, but at the same time, Stanford's you know, also Clemson, playing a hell of a lot better. <laughs> a lot yeah, better you saw what happened at Clemson. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't think anybody expected Louisville to be what they are. But no. Clemson, you know, that's it was, it, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to pin down because again, you know, they can't figure out you know how to lock in. And Clemson, they're they're on a tear now. And again, I think we may have kind of sparked that for them. They come and beat another ranked team in in, in North Carolina. But who who is who is this Notre Dame team? You know, right. and they have very different identities at home than they do away. So it, it really comes down to, you know, I would say Stanford. It should be a no-brainer. They should go in and handle handle their business pretty handily. Hopefully, it, knocking know, on this, wood. Yeah, it's yeah. like I got my wood. I'm knocking on it now, but right. and it's just <laughs> frustrating to see this team and yeah. what could have been, you know. And Stanford's at the you know the bottom third of the of the Pac-12, mm. but they have played some close games. You know, yeah. they they've lost some games, but they've played some close games. And like I said, they USC early in the year handled them well. 
you know, they beat Colorado, but we're seeing Colorado's not that great. But they they were in it against Washington, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who knows? Right. <laughs> yeah, the mind so I, the mind reels. Again, <laughs> if 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 the t- team does what they're supposed to do, this should not be a game. It yeah. really shouldn't. But it, it's you know, can they lock in away from home? And hopefully, again, they you know they go out a little early. That's what we used to do. You know, we'd go out a little early for the West Coast game and have a a good home cooked meal because we usually have some guys from California. Their um, you know, family would come and make Thanksgiving dinner for us at nice. the hotel. You know, good good meal. Maybe that's they can do that. Get a good meal in them and get locked in and focused and go out and play the type of ball they're capable of playing. But again, it's like. The consistency, yeah. the lack thereof, away games. It's like you don't know which team is going to show up, right? So, so let's just hope, knock on wood, that the team that played against Pitt at home, that played against, you know, uh, Wake Forest at home, the the team that played Ohio State at home. Because again, yeah. you know, if, if they play like they played against Ohio State, this will be a, another they'll roll right through them. You know, they played like against USC, against Pitt. Mm-hmm. This will be a no-brainer, you know. TC, TSU, Central Michigan, all the home games, they handled those teams extremely well, played yeah. at a high level. Mm-hmm. Away? Yeah. Not the same. So, so hopefully we can – maybe we should figure out a way to make the away game a home game. And I will say this, <laughs> and again, it's a little outside the box, but because of you know Stanford's less than stellar viewership or fan base, uh-huh. maybe we'll get more Notre Dame, which has happened, more Notre Dame fans in the stands in oh, Stanford yeah. and make it feel like a home game. Yeah, let's, if, uh, let's go for that. If, if there were, if an airline around here were smart, uh, they would say, "Sad that you can't watch the game on TV. We'll fly out, you know, and just uh, you know, just do that, you know, just give away like a discounted ticket, a flight to uh, yeah. to, to California." Uh, they could take get that. a few folks now. They, yeah. they, they, that would that would go better than what people might think. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So. Just throwing that out there, South Bend Airport. Just throwing it out there. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> talk to you next week. Uh, you know, Like I said, uh, 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh, our coverage will uh, begin here on WSBT starting at 1 p.m. So, Reggie? Well, give I the w- ball to Audric Estime yeah, exactly. um, often, <laughs> and I think we'll be okay. So, yep. go Feed I. the beast. Feed the yes. beast. So. All right, bud. Talk to you next week, and uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you too, my friend. It'll be a happy Thanksgiving when we win. That yeah. will be a happy Thanksgiving. So that that's yep. going to be our Thanksgiving. We're thankful for a happy Thanksgiving win. There we go. There you go. Good stand. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Talk All to right. you then, bud. Take care. All right.
He is Reggie Brooks. I'm Jimmy Rosari. We'll talk to you next week after Notre Dame and Stanford. Like I said, coverage on WSBT begins at 1 p.m. next week, so uh, with the uh, kickoff at 7 o'clock. If you can find the Pac-12 Network, I will gladly take all suggestions on uh, on where to watch it. So I'll say that. Um, <laughs> for, for Reggie, for Matt back in the studio, for Brian back in the studio as well, I'm Jimmy Rosari. Have a good week. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you next week. This is the official Notre Dame football postgame show. Presented by South Bend Orthopedics. Trusted in the community for over 75 years. Also brought to you by Coca-Cola, Bell Tire, Quality Dining, South Bend Airport, ABC 57, Great Clips, IBEW Local 153, and Coors. Notre Dame football is also brought to you by Legacy Heating and Air. Ask how you can get free maintenance for life and save like a champion today. Gates Chevy World Mishawaka and Gates Chevrolet South Bend. Two locations, twice as many Chevrolets, one great name, Gates. Centier Bank, discover a better way to save with Centier Bank. Bud Light, locally distributed by United Beverage Company. Enjoy the smooth, crisp taste of Bud Light. Martin Supermarkets, count on us. First State Bank, committed to being a premier financial partner with hometown values. Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger, serving Michiana's most favorite pizza since 1978. Pet Refuge, adopt, don't shop, where new beginnings have happy endings. Sherwood Tire, U.S. Highway 30 in Plymouth, your one stop for complete auto care for over 50 years. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana, hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. Tim Growl, State Farm Insurance. For surprisingly great rates that fit anyone's budget, call Tim at 232-9981. Wakarusa Ag, your full-service ag dealer. Online at wakarusaag.com. Perkins Restaurant and Bakery. In Elkhart, South Bend, and perkinstogo.com. Driver's Seat South Bend. Life is easier with us in the driver's seat. 574-564-6050. Weaver Heating and Cooling. They install the best and replace the rest. And by Modern Kitchen. Stop by our showroom on McKinley in Elkhart. We will help you redesign, remodel, relax, and enjoy your kitchen. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 